Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the darkest timeline. Just me at the moment. There are episodes, other episodes with guests. I've been promising, threatening guests. So do go and check those out if you haven't. But this one is just me. Uh, I'm talking about going to children's shows. It's that time of year at this point in time. So go and see children's shows. Body pains, Christmas shopping. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's that time of year, I'm afraid. Trip to see Santa, Father Christmas, however you, however you call it. Movies, games, and VR. No TV in this one, I'm afraid. Uh, but yeah, the other three are there. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And uh, the big one, the main one, the one we all want to see, share the podcast around. It's a big help to us here at the podcast and we do appreciate it. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast, The Darkest Timeline. So this is starting to become a bit of a habit. Monday night podcast. Monday evening podcast, whatever you want to call it. Recorded on a Sunday. Yes. Got a, got a whole guest situation going on tomorrow, which I always feel weird like saying like dates and times and things because ultimately the podcast in question you'll have had weeks ago. Very strange situation. I should probably just like take three weeks off and let these get up to date. Then you can guarantee I'll end up being like super unwell or something. How is everyone doing? We all well. As always, have to presume you said yes. You said I'm great, thanks. How are you? Um, one of those this week. It's kind of. Like me, it's a bit simple this week. A few things from the week. One of each entertainment item. I'm lying. That's absolutely a lie. I've just realised. Uh, no TV. Um, it's because there's, there's VR to think about these days, you know. Um, so, that time of year, went to... Uh, Went to the nativity, um, and a very interesting occurrence for this. One of the few, um, oh, what would you call it? Activity. Let's go, let's go with that. No, it's, it's not an activity. It'll make more sense when I talk about the dance show. But, you know, things like that where your children do... They're not activities like shows, performances, you know, parents can come and watch type things. This is one of the few where I saw all three of my daughters. So, two daughters performing. One daughter helping out she was doing the lights so i got to see all daughters in one false swoop 
Uh, and I took my son with me. So, you know, all of the clan in the same room at the same time. Um, I mean, it was hilarious because um, it was... Uh, <laughs> this part of me was like, this one was like, it was a shit show. It wasn't a shit show at all. They had a technical issue where the music went out. Um, so the children had to sing nice and loud. Um, and um, they did very well. I did notice that my youngest daughter was uh, leading the charge, shall we say. She was she was doing very well at um, keeping it all going. Show must go on and all that. And thanks to her, it's <laughs> it certainly did. It wasn't anything to do with, you know, the teachers or anyone else. Um, but yes, my youngest daughter was singing loud and proud. Um, I had one of those difficult parenting moments. Um, Leanne had already been to the nativity earlier in the week. We decided to divide and conquer, made things easier. So she'd given me some pointers, and those pointers were the the, the children are on the left. So if you want to have a chance of seeing them, go to the left. So I was like, ah, you see, insider information. So I get there, get as far over to the left as possible. And then what I'm faced with is I'm three foot away from my middle daughter. Like, she's literally right there in front of me. And my line of sight is blocked to my youngest daughter. And I'm like, for want of a better way of putting this, I've seen you perform before. However, things like this is the first time to see my youngest daughter. So I'm like, oh, you know, waving and getting my son to wave and all this. But I'm also trying to see my youngest daughter whilst also being like oh you're doing very well also but I want to see the youngest daughter doing what she's doing so I'm like bobbing and weaving and up and down and ducking and diving trying to say cannot see her at all I'm like this is bad times and my middle daughter's like hey, look 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 I'm doing it I'm like you're doing very well Darling, you're doing real well. It's amazing. I am trying to see your sister. Um, so at the point where I truly believed all hope was lost, they moved. So the little ones went up on the stage, did a thing, came back and sat in a different position, and then clear line of sight to the youngest daughter. So I was like, cool. Um, they did very well with the technical difficulty a technical hitch a technical whatever no music for one of the songs they did amazing um it was a good time my son sat very nicely and when he didn't sit very nicely he stood very nicely uh, right up until the point where 
like some kind of weird delayed reaction, he suddenly realised that my eldest was there and was sat at the back. And he then went, I want to go and see her. He, he loves all of his sisters. He really does. But he absolutely adores his biggest sister. So, like I say, some kind of, like, delayed reaction. And all of a sudden, he's like, hey, I want to go over there and be with her. And I'm like, you can't. And he's like, mm, I don't understand that word. So, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave you here to deal with this. And I'm just like, oh, no. Um, I, had, I, had, I had it all planned out. I had an amazing uh, plan. I'd taken something for him to eat while we were there. Which I lost before sitting down. So that way, that went real well. You know what they say about best laid plans and all that. Um, it was it was a very good it was a very good show. It was a very good time. It was something I will say. I will say this: something I've noticed recently. Which I personally am not complaining about. Something I've noticed recently is they're making these live performances, these live shows, these whatever, a lot quicker. I remember going to um, like a nativity play years and years and years, and I mean years and years and years ago, uh, many, many years ago, and it just went on. It was, it was long. And I was just like, this was in the days when, it, you know, not my children sort of situation, not my child. Um, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I can do this in future. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to work out how to say um, I'm unavailable for that sort of thing. And, you know, what would I do if I had children, this sort of thing? Um, you compare that to what I went to the other day and what I went to today, which I'll come come on to, and wow, world of difference. It's like they've realised, hey, let's face it, you're only here to see your own child and you don't want to be here all day. So very much in and out. Um, so that was that. Uh, they, I wrote something down on my list and I was like, I'm going to talk about that on the podcast. It's a, it's a very strange scenario to talk about. Um, because I don't feel how it might sound uh, like I feel. Which is, I'll explain. Uh, my, neighbor, my neighbours, not them personally, but my neighbours have had a tree cut down. Um... Why is this something to talk about? So, I feel like I'm in a weird position. Um, just trying to get a drink. So, let me explain. This tree was massive. And uh, from land speaking to my neighbour... Um, she found out that the tree had been planted in the 70s. So, 
you know, 50 plus years old. It was massive, one of the biggest trees in the area. And I live next to a park. So, you know. Um, apparently, allegedly, the tree had gained some rot and ultimately the um, the tree was becoming too difficult to manage. It was very large, sheds a lot of leaves in the winter, um, costs a lot of money to maintain, uh, also had this rot which was going to be, you know, over time become a problem. Best thing to do is to sort of uh, to, to remove the tree so I, I I don't know how I, I don't no that's not I kind of don't know how I feel about it because I understand all of the things that I've just said but at the same time this tree was huge <coughs> very much a fixture and you know, living thing, doing its bit for the planet, etc., etc., and it's just been chopped down. Now, saying it's just been chopped down makes it sound like it was a relatively quick job, and didn't take nearly all of last week. Now, that, in some way, might give you an idea of the size of the tree. Um... Some of the interesting things is that apparently it's a lot easier to repeatedly move your van rather than just not block somebody else's drive. Apparently that's the easiest thing to do. Um, but, you know, also, fun, fun thing, um, apparently you can go into a place that sells chainsaws and ask them this question what's your loudest chainsaw um obviously one of those things um you know you need to chop a tree down you need a big chainsaw there are other things involved a wood chipper uh, and one of those machines that grinds up a stump a tree stump just like shreds it uh, but it has taken um, basically a week to do, to sort out, to remove, to take all the logs away, or, you know, wood chip, or whatever. Um, but it made me sad. I'm a bit like that poor tree. <laughs> that poor tree. And I feel, I felt, I felt quite quite sad about it i'm like well, you know what did that tree do to hurt anyone and and you know was there no way to save it from this alleged rot and you know outside of the noise and the disturbance and the you know i can't get on the drive and it's interesting when if you need like ear protection to run a piece of machinery it's how it's not considered that anybody in the vicinity needs ear protection. You know, I understand proximity and stuff. Something so loud it shakes the foundations of your house. 
And apparently that's okay to start rocking it at 8 o'clock in the morning. All I could think was, can you imagine if somebody in the area worked nights? Oh, my word, that would have been amazing. Um, I had more days out of the house last week than normal because I was doing extra days in the office, try and build up some office days, moving towards Christmas. Um, so, you know, get get things out of the way, etc. So, I was here less. By the time I was here, I was like, that is hands down one of the most annoying things ever cannot possibly express how loud and how long the whole process was and you know just taken as like a a thing um i don't begrudge anyone overly you know my neighbors have explained their reasoning and and that's that and then you've got these people who have come to do a job and that's their job and that's that and you know trees tree at the end of the day um and i don't know <laughs> if i'm honest i don't know i don't know why it made me sad or you know a little bit upset i don't know why am part of me uh, there's the part of me that feels that it some it somewhat strikes me as unnecessary whilst being told that it was necessary you know it's that kind of i think there's the aspect of it being a living thing you know it's it's not an animal it's not human but it's alive uh, I don't know, it's just made me a bit sad. Um, been dealing with a lot of pain recently. Um, as you can, as you know, as you can tell, as you, whatever. It is winter. Winter brings with it a series of things. Um, I have horrifically chapped lips. Um, my hands are super rough through the co a combination of um, climbing, the the chalk, uh, lifting weights, uh, just the walking the dog, the cold, all of it. My hands, um, my thumbs do this thing where they split in the uh, in the corners, so they're just like essentially these open wounds. That if you get them wet, they get worse and hurt. Uh, if you do basically anything, they just hurt. Um, the whole sort of situation is an absolute nightmare. But there was a day. Might have been Thursday. Thursday is a day, as a rule, that is a particularly painful day. It's back-to-back -back climbing. Wednesday is the longest day of the week. Thursday is not exactly a dream day, um, but it, Wednesday is a long ass day. Two lots of climbing, and obviously there's also running, working out, etc. On on those days. So on Thursday, I was like, 
what is going on with my body uh these lips the the dry cracked chapped lips the thumbs were screaming had a weird ankle pain on wednesday i went climbing and you would think i would develop an injury at climbing i dropped off a couple of walls had zero injuries when i left i came home and immediately went to walk the dog so out the door i go to walk the dog and as i stepped out the front door now i don't mean stepped out the door funny or any of that sort of thing just stepped out the door i went ow that hurts and my ankle was hurting i was like i haven't injured myself Got to the point Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, going into Saturday, I was struggling to walk at various points while simultaneously going, I don't know what has happened here. But there were points when I had difficulty walking. Um, I've had this shoulder issue. I think in the summer I injured my shoulder. I think there's a possibility that I may have dislocated it and popped it back in all in one go. However, adding climbing into my life has aggravated this injury. And at points, I have probably mentioned at points, it's been like I basically can't use my arm. Um... And it all stems from the shoulder. Also, I thought... uh, I'll mention something about that in a minute. And then... The shoulder was tying into... The neck... A neck pain. So... To to reiterate... Lips, thumbs, ankle, shoulder, neck. All hurt. All at the same time. All different kinds of pains all painful and i went i think i'm gonna ask father christmas for a new body for christmas for a replacement body for christmas because this one is fucked um going back to the shoulder thing um so i had this injury another one of those didn't think too much of it at the time only adding you know only at the point that i had the climbing in did this thing become an issue? There's been a couple of points where I've struggled to actually use my arm. A lot of that comes off the back of like big climbing sessions, um, things like that. So I got a shoulder support, just to try and release relieve some of the pain. And then I'd had an issue at a particular point in time where I started to wonder whether the shoulder support rather than making things better and easier and more capable, was actually making things ever so slightly worse. To the point where I'd worn the shoulder spot for an entire day, for one reason or another. Took it off to go shower, and in the process of getting undressed to shower, completely locked my arm out. And went, well that's not good. Went in the shower, was showering, and my arm locked out, and the pain 
that went with it because the first time there was no pain i just thought the arm was just locked second time it locked and excruciating pain after the pain eased and i was like what is going on here i realized that this all started after i took the shoulder support off over the last week i've been trying some things i've been trying a few things and some of those things were around if i don't use the shoulder spot but do the exercise that i'm intended to do lift weights and ultimately once i got to the weekend climb did it make it better or worse and i was able to get the pain in the shoulder to move through the shoulder and to come out the front but at the point in time i'm talking about the shoulder pain was still in the shoulder and had moved into my neck as well and my neck seems to be bearing the brunt of it especially on a morning when i wake up and get out of bed my neck is like it's like it's locked up um so yeah all of that pain in one day and i was like i need a new body this body this body has expired apparently it no longer works speaking of christmas had to go and do the dreaded christmas shop not the food one the other one uh, ultimately it was a trip to a toy shop and it was a very expensive time um we were those people we were the people that nobody wanted to stand behind now being decent people uh we let the people behind us go through the tills first the person behind us had one item to buy and the person behind that weirdly had one item to buy we let them through and then realized that there was a queue forming and some of the people in the queue had more items than just an item so it's like right that's our cut off we've let a couple of people through let's just get this done and as it was as you'd expect in a toy shop just before christmas the people there were just literally banging the items through beep 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 done sort of thing um not gonna lie i am struggling as we know christmas is a bad time for me i won't go into the many 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 reasons that is christmas is a bad time for me i have come to terms with that to the point where i know i need to put effort and energy into making christmas not suck for other people i.e my family and mostly my children so i've got to do the do i've got to play the dance i've got to all of the ways that you want to slice saying i have to do my bit i have a problem though my problem is this my children don't want anything my children don't need anything i recently announced to the world that my children are 
for for one of a better way of putting it for one of a better way of things being my children are spoiled they basically want for nothing to the point where i imagine there is an aspect where they're like it's it's too much even for them as children it's too much that comes from me being a child and forever wanting you know my birthday is in the middle of the year so you're basically six months away from birthday christmas can get a bit much at times when you're a child who only gets birthdays and christmas so even a sniff even a hint even a suggestion that my children want or need something they've got it they need it yeah, whatever. So the need aspect has basically left their vocabulary. They don't need anything. Now that I'll give you an example. My middle daughter has reached that point where she needs footwear. She needs some boots. Okay, let's go to the shop. Let's look at boots. And if you see some you like, tell Father Christmas that those are the ones you want. There we go. Job done. My other daughter, may or may not be my eldest, took the opportunity to say, I like that pair of footwear there. And I went, okay, well, you know, that's something it's good you like those making a mental no you know got like father christmas no etc etc if i say to my eldest what do you want for christmas don't know say to my middle daughter what do you want for christmas uh i want some boots okay anything else don't know youngest daughter what do you want for christmas I want a coffee machine that's Seems about right. And if I asked my son, he'd probably be able to say Christmas. That then leaves you the job of going out of the house, going to a toy shop and going, what the hell do any of them need? Nothing. What the hell do they want? Very little. Okay, so how exactly do we do this? So you cobble it together. You put it together. Well, this this child likes this. They have mentioned this in the past. Let's get that. In the trolley it goes, job done. Well, this child has actually said that they want this. Um, so again, for example, my youngest daughter, she doesn't want, it's not just a coffee machine. She wants some roller skate boot things. So you, you go and you look and you're like, are these a good pair? These look good pair. What about all the pads you got to get? All the pads. Don't want any broken bones. You know, that kind of thing. So it's that. However, the more stuff that goes in the trolley, the more stuff you look at and go, I don't know. Do they want that? Do they need that? The more aisles you go down, the more the bill goes up, the more pointless and... When I was young, I, I wanted stuff. I needed stuff. I got so excited 
Christmas birthdays. It used to make me ill. I'd be ill. That's how excited I was. And I'd get the catalogue and I'd circle the things I wanted. Oh my God, I absolutely need this toy. And oh, if I had that computer game, my life would be complete. Etc. Times a bajillion. So on and so forth. And then you have to narrow it down because you know you can't have everything. So oh, I absolutely need this toy. And then you go on about it for weeks. Probably bordering on months. I imagine for my parent slash parents slash grandparents, their shopping was made a lot easier by having children who were there going, I need this in my life. Okay, I will go to the shop. I will buy that item. I will wrap it. I will put it under the Christmas tree. Boom, baby. You end up in a situation where you're walking along going, well, they don't need it. They don't want it. What's the point? If, honestly, if 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 one of my children had their way, and I don't mean it in that sense, but if one of my children got what they asked for, they'd be opening two things Christmas morning. Two. And as I keep saying... The irony of that is, as I bought a gift for that child at the weekend, that gift is worth more than a third of their siblings' gifts, individual gifts. I... I just look at it and it's, you know, I'm walking around the shop and I'm like, every single item I've picked up and put in this trolley is plastic. And I hate plastic. I hate everything it is and everything it it stands for. I hate it. Yet I'm perpetuating it by picking it up, putting it in the trolley and buying it. That's what you have to do. And I'm just like, the the, the consumerism of it all, the whole buy this plastic tat as some would call it there's always there's always a way to make this time of year depressing and I think I do it to myself there's almost a way to justify the crushing depression that's felt I don't know it, it, ultimately, it's just going to be me, isn't it? Um, had a couple of mini, a couple of small climbing victories this week. Um, a couple of, yeah, no, a couple of not victories. Failures, there's the word. Yeah, um, Saturday, uh, new new sets get set on Friday, um, Saturday early doors, I felt able to go and attempt the new sets, it wasn't, at that moment it wasn't that busy and I managed to get on them and done, uh, I flashed three-ish, um, I, I did them first time with no help, um, couple 
didn't get the opportunity to try. I was saying to somebody, um, Saturday, climbing was weird. Not busy, like, wall-to-wall people, but enough people there that who were, who were enough spaced out that basically everything was in use pretty much all the time. Which is just really difficult to deal with. Like a lot of the time you can carve out a place for yourself and just work in that area. But on days like that, you're basically at the mercy of, I'm going to have to go and ask if I can climb this in front of this person. Which for me as a person, I don't want to do that. So it puts me in a very difficult position. So I'd had the opportunity to get a load done early doors, and then struggle to get any done past that. Obviously, for me, a Saturday is an opportunity to see the new stuff, but it's just like a... It's almost like an information-gathering time because I know that I get Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, half six. Last Wednesday, there was me, Ed, and one other person which then was even weirder when Thursday we went and there was loads of people there at 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, what? what is happening here? I honestly thought it would hit a point where it was just going to be quiet, um, but apparently not. It was just Wednesday. Um, I went back to last week's set. Um, of the four... That I've been working with. Two of them I can just do. So they're done. One I can do. But I have to fudge the start. So I've been working on the start. And the fourth one. I can do everything apart from the last hold. Which. Part of me is like. Well yeah you can't do that fat man. And another part of me is like. Yeah but it's just one reach. And on Saturday. I reached up and touched it. But didn't finish it. I'm like, it's just annoying. Um, couple of um, routes that are uh, the next level up for me, which I've been trying. One of them, again, I need the last two holds and I'm done. Another one has the super annoying hold that I really don't like yet. It's smack in the middle of the route. Um... And there's another one. Yeah. So, yeah, basically just, you know, working away, ticking away, whatever, however you want to slice it. Um, so, as I keep saying, it's that time of year. And that time of year brings with it certain things that you need to do with your children as a parent. And one of those things is you'd have to go and see the big man. You guys will go see Father Christmas. It was easy when we were kids. My grandparents used to take us to see Father Christmas in Phoenix, the toy shop. Two birds, one stone there. You're in a toy shop. You can say to your grandparents, this is the toy I want for Christmas. Then you go and tell Father Christmas, hey, Father Christmas, this is the tie I want for Christmas. It's over there. I can see it from here. Everybody's all on the same page there, aren't they? Nowadays, and we've done a few. We did uh, We did one on a train. That was cool. We did 
Then last year we went to the bird place. Oh, we did one at the llama place. Alpacas. Yeah, we did one there. So this year, this year we're like, well, we'd like to try somewhere different, see what's out and about. You can only we can only go on certain days anyway, so that narrows it down. We found that the Air Museum were doing uh, a flight with Father Christmas. Spoilers, no flying was involved. So, me and Leanne spoke about it, and I was like, well, I've got a ticket to get us in to the Air Museum anyway, so if we book the Father Christmas thing, it's not going to cost us any more money apart from, like, maybe one ticket to get all of us in so that's what we did so saturday afternoon went over to the air museum got there we were really up against it tie wise um and then basically you go you get collected you go into a building the children do activities um like bauble making um you make some paper airplanes different types of baubles the baubles were cool they were like wooden planes and cars and things do your design on them so that's that and then after a while they're like right it's time for your flight with father christmas what that means is you go to an old plane you you get on the old plane you sit and father christmas comes i've got a bit of a and i need to be i need to be up front about this. I've got a bit of a bee in my bonnet about this. <laughs> so I may mention the same thing a few times because I have a little bit of an issue with something. So, um, I'll explain. Uh, we go and we sit on the plane. Now, firstly, the plane is on the ground, as we were clear. Uh, it's old. Uh, it's a plane we've been on before when we've been to the air museum. But when you try and sit on the seats, the whole point is that the plane is sloped. You think about on like an old, like a big old plane, the front wheels are high and the back wheels real low and the whole thing slopes down. So sitting, tricky. Standing, walking, all of that's tricky. So like, oh, is everybody ready? Yeah, we're ready. Oh, Father Christmas is there. So Father Christmas comes out of the back of the plane. A little bit like, feel like you've missed a trick there. Surely you should have come out of the cockpit. But anyway. Oh, Father Christmas is here. Oh, look, there's Father Christmas. Oh, Father Christmas is here. Um... So he goes through all his checklist of all the children that are there. Ticks them all off. Yes, all these children are here. And uh, for each of the children, he says an interesting fact about that child. I have absolutely no idea how he managed to get that information. Um, so, then he's like, Oh, each of you, come and see me. I'll give you a present. And if you want, you can have your picture taken. So... Uh, when it gets to my children, my eldest goes, uh, she gets a gift from Father Christmas. I took a picture, a, a beautiful picture 
honestly one of the, one of the best pictures of taken of my eldest um and that's saying something it's not like she takes bad pictures it was just this really nice picture my middle daughter goes would you like a picture yes took a picture uh my youngest daughter goes oh would you like a picture yes i'd like a picture take a picture and my son goes and bursts into tears because that's what children of that age do don't know what it is don't know why but whatever he got his present anyway they went through the other children that were on the plane and they went there you go that's it enjoy the rest of your time here we'll see you later so i'm like oh should we go to the wishing tree so we go to the it's just a christmas tree that you write uh like a present tag you write your christmas wish and you stick it on the wishing tree it's kind of nice got down there it was just us wrote our wishes stuck them on the tree done we left a, a small go in the park not exactly park weather and then we came home I was very, very clear with my children. You need to know something you can tell Father Christmas you want for Christmas. So for the children who aren't sure what they want two weeks from Christmas... You might want to think of something because you absolutely need to be able to tell Father Christmas what you want for Christmas. Yeah. In that explanation I gave of what we did when we went to see Father Christmas, was there a single mention of telling Father Christmas what you want for Christmas? No. No, there wasn't, was there? So, yeah, there was that. I said to Lan, I was like, surely that's a staple of going to see Father Christmas. It was designed, well, peep behind the curtain here, people, but it was designed way back in the day to catch those, you know, I've got to, but I've got to be careful what it is, but to catch those secret gifts, the gift that the child desperately wants for christmas but for some reason hasn't told their parent and they tell father christmas and their parent is there and they go holy shit i haven't bought them that and they rush out to the shops they buy the item they come home they wrap it it goes under the tree from father christmas everyone's winning in this scenario i'm like where was the bit with the Father Christmas where you tell him what you want for Christmas? Where was that? That is a key staple of going to see Father Christmas. Obviously, at this point in time, I can just blame anything they don't get on, well, you never got the chance to tell Father Christmas what you wanted. So I guess that's why you didn't get the one thing you wanted for Christmas. It was nice, it was pleasant, it was quick, easy and simple. Didn't need to be like some of the others we've been to. But I don't want to be that guy. 
But as far as repeat business is concerned, I'm not going back for a visit with Father Christmas. So that's kind of a one and done for me. It was nice. I like going to the Air Museum, so I'm basically covered anyway. But if I felt let down, I'm worried that they felt let down. That's kind of what I'm saying. Uh, final thing for the week was today. I think I mentioned earlier that there was a, another thing. Um, my youngest daughter's first ever dance show. It's a very exciting time. Um, like her sisters, she's followed in their footsteps um, in going down the route of dancing. Um, when she was little, when she was in the little group, she seemed to really enjoy it. She was very good at it. She was kind of top top dog in her class. So then she got moved up. Once she got moved up, she then had the opportunity to take on... Uh, she was doing ballet, then she then got the opportunity to take on tap. think that the move to doing both has been a bit of a shock to the system. Um, but she's doing it, so... First ever dance show. And have the opportunity to take my other two daughters, who I have been to, their dance shows. So it was like uh, they got the opportunity to see the other side of a dance show. Um, like I say, another one of those where we'd been informed that they were splitting this year's dance shows into two. So rather than an hour and a half performance... Let that one sink in when you're there for one of your children. It was going to be a 45 minute. And as I, I spoke to I spoke to Nana and I was like, look, if each of these songs is five minutes, which there won't be, there's 10 songs, 50 minutes maximum. Uh, as it was, my youngest daughter was in a group that went on second. And then... She went on third to last. At which point they then announced that some children were missing from the first performance. So rather than just doing the last two performances and being done, they were going to redo the, what was second performance, which was my daughter's first performance. So we actually got to see her three times rather than the scheduled two. Um, <laughs> Leanne said to me oh I don't know is, is, is she on next I was like yeah she's on next she's like I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it I think I'll end up crying and I was like it'll be okay so she comes out the first time she comes out in a tutu and a um, tight everything was white pristine white as I look she did the dance it was beautiful and away she went and I had the entire rest of the thing watching older children and younger children and it was a fantastic show <sighs> then it's her turn again and they come out on the stage and they're all dressed I think <laughs> As reindeers. 
But I didn't know that this was a thing. I didn't know there was a costume change. I didn't know they'd be in these little white reindeer. They had like antler horn headbands and they had these little tails on their costumes. They had their faces painted. And they walked out and I started laughing because it was a bit of a shock, like a nervous laugh. But then I started getting a bit emotional. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm mocking Leanne, who's like, oh, I might cry. And I'm like, don't be, don't be silly. And there's me like, oh, my God, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> um, They all did very well. All the, all the little people did very well. Um, it's always good when they can do the actions all all the way through the three minute performance um, <laughs> watching my daughter I was like she's doing it she's doing all the actions she's doing all the moves she's doing really well now she's not <laughs> oh she's back it's like somebody put 50p in and turned the key Oh, she's doing it all again. Yeah, yeah. And she's gone again. Okay. And she's back. And we're finished. <laughs> that was basically how it went. Uh, and then, yeah, get, getting the opportunity, like a, a freebie, getting the third one. Um, it was all very good. It was all very enjoyable. Uh, it was all for charity. They raised a lot of money. That was the point where I found out how much the tickets were and was like, I'm not surprised they made a lot of money. That That's in... That, that's a... Not a, not a cheap ticket. But anyway, it's for charity, isn't it? Um, that's the week. Yeah, that brings us up to today. Um, I could talk about the torrential rain and the havoc it's playing with my garden, but, you know, I might skip that one. Uh, I watched a movie. Like I said, no TV. TV's a weird one. I've got, I've got a lot of TV that I should be watching. But I cannot express how little time I have at the moment. Um, I watched the, fil the film Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre. Um, Guy Ritchie's been on a bit of a run of movies uh, for a while. Seems to have basically gone in with um, Amazon. A lot of his um, movies seem to be going straight onto Amazon. Um, so I'd recently rewatched Wrath of Man, and the film it suggested I watch was Operation Fortune. And I went, ah, oh, that was kind of on my list. So yeah, let's give it a go. Um, let's go through the upside. Let's no, 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 no. Let's go through a few things. Um, downsides first because it was Guy Ritchie film I was expecting a twist through the whole thing which is annoying to spend an entire film going well there's going to be a twist any minute especially when I basically got to the end and went so there was no twist then so whatever uh, another downside is that um, the female lead or the female character in it is hands down one of the most annoying characters that I think has ever been in a film um, there was a lot of and I have to be careful what I say here, there was a lot of making out 
she was something that she wasn't, I'll say. And let's just leave that there. Also, um, I honestly thought she was going to be the bad guy. Like they, I felt like they kind of alluded early on that she could have been the bad guy. Absolutely wasn't. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, and another one is uh, Hugh Grant in The Gentleman. There was this big, big, um, there was a big deal made about the fact that he played like a, a Cockney, and he did a very good job of playing this like just basically a cockney scumbag and obviously that is worlds away from every role he's ever played in every film he's ever been in so it was this big deal and a big thing what then felt strange was for him to appear in operation fortune as basically the same character it was weird Um, a lot of the time I, th- I was wondering whether they were going to do like a, oh, these, these guys are, are a spy agency and they're supposed to be really good, but actually they're rubbish. That never seemed to be a thing. And for the majority of the film, it was fine if you overlooked all of those things I've said so far. Now, unfortunately as you can probably guess if you've not seen it. few of those things were big parts of the film. Big aspects of the film. So, like I say, if you can overlook it, there you go. The upsides were, it was okay. It was, it was quite enjoyable. It was a fine film to watch. Right up until the back end. And I was like, oh, you know, like I say, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a twist. So I was on on high alert for the twist because we're at the back end of the film. But something that I found super interesting and super cool was the back end of that film was basically like a live action version of Ghost Recon. I text a friend and I was like, have you seen this film? He's like, yes, I have. I was like, did you feel like the back end of it was just live action ghost recon it was like yeah absolutely like honestly it made me want a live action ghost recon movie i was like that needs to be a thing the back end was really good really well done super sort of precise i guess um spent the whole time like say waiting for the twist the twist that never came and that was that the film ended and i went okay i guess that's that in hindsight i kind of feel like i'm a bit like i'll maybe watch that again and the moment i think that i go oh but the the woman in it is just awful and you've got the whole hugh grant thing Hmm, yeah. I might give it a while and then watch it again. Um, couple of computer games to talk about. One is a VR game. A VR game that I picked up on the cheap, which is something I like to do. Uh, a VR game that I've been aware of, but 
steered well clear of because I was under the impression it was a multiplayer game. And if you know me, you know I ain't got time for no multiplayer nonsense. I'm too old for that stuff. Problem I had was I was buying this and buying that and buying the other. And every time I bought something, this game somehow managed to just appear. It was just there. It was like, hey, what about me? And it was in a bundle and blah, blah, blah. And I looked at it and the Oculus does this super weird thing, which I may have mentioned. If you look at a game and you go into it, it's like, hey, this game's, uh, let's say it's £25. Okay, we're all on the same page. This game is £25. If you scroll down and it says, this game features in a bundle, click on the bundle and go into it. And it'll say, this game is in this bundle. And in the bundle, it's with this game and this game and this game. And you own one or more of those games. All right, okay. So you can have this game for £18. And I always say to people, that's super naughty. Because it should really be the other way around. You should go into the game to look at buying it, and it should say you own another game in an, in a bundle that this game is in a bundle of you can have it cheaper and then you press buy and away you go i feel it's done on purpose to trick people into paying full price for games they can get cheaper you can also go directly to the bundles and look through for ones that you own the other games in the bundle and obviously get stuff cheaper doing it that way Now then, a little bit about the game. I believe the game is made by the same people that make Left 4 Dead or made Left 4 Dead and Back 4 Blood. Two games I have owned, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, and I own, I believe, Back 4 Blood. And although I like to think they are games for me, they're kind of not largely because of the multiplayer aspect you kind of need people and i don't like to need people when it comes to computer games i have played both of those other games that i've mentioned with friends and it does make them better but as i was explaining to somebody on saturday those games can be super stressful they can take it out of you a lot and at the end of it you just feel kind of wiped out like you don't want to play anymore and really for a computer game that's kind of the opposite of what they're supposed to be going for so i do believe that you really have to be into that kind of game um so i was like hey i'd spend more on buying coffee so i'll buy it i'll give it a whirl and now i can play it single player that's that you do a little training mission before you get frozen there's a lot of ice involved in this game ice and zombies basically and then you get unfrozen by a guy who saves you and then you go and do the first mission and i ended the first mission and it took the rest of the night and I went, it's it's fine, it's okay, it's you know, it is just left for dead. But it took a long time. 
And I don't have that kind of time. So this could be the end of this game for me because I don't I just don't know when I would play it. Like, hey, I'm gonna give it another go tomorrow night. And that's that. So the next night I had, you know, guns to upgrade and money to spend and blah blah blah, all of this. And then I went to do the second mission. And I went out with my, my squad of AI teammates and away we went. And we did the did all the stuff and got to the first safe room. And we did all the next stuff, we got to the second safe room. We did all the stuff after that, and we got to the third safe room. And we did all the stuff after that, and then we finished the level. And it took us about 20 minutes. And I went, oh, well, it's one of two things. The first level was really, 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 really long, like a baptism of fire. Or the second level was really, 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 really short, and the next one's going to be back to being long. Let's find out. And I did the next one, and it was about 20, 25 minutes, and I went, oh... Well, that's a game changer, is that? Because if these levels are super playable, then this could actually be a lot of fun. Um, I have played multiple levels since then. I actually died on a level last night, and at the time it was, and the time it would have taken me to do, I had to leave it there. So hopefully in a little bit I'll get back to playing that. I will say this, and this is probably the best way to describe a game for me at the moment. It's the kind of game that when I'm not playing it, during the day when I'm doing other stuff, I wish I was playing it. It's the kind of game that makes you want to play it when you're not playing it. And I think that is exactly what you want from a computer game, especially for the people that made it. One downside, this is a small small thing. It's a game that is designed to be played over and over and over to get currency, to unlock better weapons and better upgrades, and ultimately just play it over and over again. I wanted a shotgun. I was like, I really want a shotgun in this game because I really feel like a shotgun is the way to go with a game like this. And I unlocked the shotgun. And it said you can have the shotgun for 12,000 of the credit that you use in the game and at that point I had 5,000 and you get about a thousand per mission and I went oh it's one of those kinds of games so yes it's very much designed to be played a lot over and over and over again speaking of computer games Finally, I have been playing on the PS5 the game Forspoken. A true definition of sometimes when games are reviewed, the review is on the money. The review for Forspoken is that the main character, the character you play as, is so incredibly dislikable that it's super distracting for the game. So the main character has like this big bracelety bangly thing, which is the thing that kind of gives you superpowers. And the relationship between them is awful because it talks at you, and the main character is super awful. Just te a terrible character. And that's the main character. That's the character you're spending the entire game with. And they're 
awful. It makes for a truly unpleasant game playing experience. Something I will say is this. Every now and then I get a game. And for whatever reason, not always because the game is bad, but for whatever reason, the game just puts me to sleep. Not necessarily because it's boring. Not necessarily because it's bad or not necessarily because it's badly made. Just some games have a weird effect on me and they make me fall asleep. And you may have guessed it. Forspoken is one of those games. It knocks me out. And I mean out cold. There is more I have played of this game asleep than awake it's weird to play a game that you have absolutely no idea what's going on in it because you've played it in your sleep and yeah i was playing it last night and that game knocks me out um honestly from another perspective so far it's not great um it's really unpleasant to play because of the choices they decided to go with for the main characters. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, that's it. That's it for the week. Um, if you haven't already, um, go back and check out the, um, the Darker Timeline episodes with, that have got special guests. They're very good episodes. They've been very enjoyable to do. Um, I am looking for other special guests, so if you want to jump on, give me a shout and let me know. Uh, but that's it. I'll uh, I'll catch you next time. So there we go. What you think that? Another one done. Another one gone. Another week gone. Another week closer to for me at this point, the end of the year. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, before you go. Don't forget to do all the clicks, click the like, share, subscribe button, leave a review where you can leave a review, check out the website, thecookiecast.com, there we've got social media links and an email button so you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one, So next time I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of CookieCast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe.